This episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast presented by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. For exclusive perks, content, contests, and including our NFL win totals contest with $1,000 prize today. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app to get last minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed Promo code GAMETIME will get you 20. Promo code SGPN will get you $20 off at game time last minute ticket deals. Welcome to leg two of the playoffs. We have two more, two more weeks left of DFS golf until we get into the interesting fall swing, which we will get there when we get there because it is a whole new. New world. Uh, solo dolo today. I like. I want to do this because it's a short field. I can talk through most of the golfers and give you a take. And then I'm also going to like we'll we'll build a lineup together. But if you have any comments, also um, definitely throw them out there because we will build a lineup together once we get there. So Chicago Olympia Fields, one of my favorite golf courses we've seen in the last decade. Anytime you get a golf course where only five guys can shoot under par. Like that's awesome. Like that is awesome. We want to see professional golfers getting angry. We want to see professional golfers struggling. We want to see professional golfers looking like us on the course. So it's annoying when they get to 30 under, we want to see them shoot even par minus one John Rahm and Dustin Johnson tied at four under here. It's saying something when a golf course can hold the best players in the game to around even par. So Let's get right into it. We will start with this this upper range. We'll start with the big three, Rory, Scotty, and John Rahm. And my job is to select one of the guys. Who are we going to not necessarily start our lineups with, but which one of the three do we like better? So obviously, they're all great golfers. They all have a great case to make, but you, you can't really pick more than one of them. I, if you really want to dumpster dive, you can, but I don't think that is the correct build. So just off the top, I will say my favorite is Scotty Scheffler. And the reason for that is how are we going to justify $500 less than Rory McIlroy after one of the great, no, 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 like the greatest ball striking tee to green season of any golfer ever, including a, a guy by the name of Tiger Woods. I know he's kind of coming back down to earth a little bit. He's still gaining a lot of strokes to the field in the, in the tee to green categories, losing all on the putting greens. But how are we going to justify $500 less than Rory McIlroy? Yes, it makes sense. Rory McIlroy heats up this time of year, every single year. He's training in great form. He finished, what, third last week? And Scotty had his worst finish since the 2022 CJ Cup. But I don't think... It's, it was one golf tournament. I don't think we can justify... $500 for Rory McIlroy after that season he just simply just had. Now, Rory McIlroy makes a lot of sense on a golf course like this. Long, straight, and the driver is going to play a massive role this week. You're going to have to hit a ton of drivers, and you can't really miss. And when Rory's at his best, he's the best driver of the golf ball in the world. So I, I do see where the price point what is it 12-1 where the 12-1 is coming for from Rory and we'll talk about John Rahm and I don't think John Rahm should be $900 less than Rory McIlroy either John Rahm the last time we had a PGA Tour event here John Rahm won the damn golf tournament so I get one event that Rory McIlroy played well in last week and he's playing well obviously won the Scottish Open but John Rahm just finished runner-up at the Open he lost a gazillion strokes um 
off the tee last week, but he's going to bounce back. Let's take a look at John Rahm's off the tee stats from last week and from this season. John Rahm lost two strokes off the tee last week. Last time he lost strokes off the tee was at Bay Hill, where he lost six strokes, which is truly insane. That was the worst of his career. But then he bounced back right after that. He's never lost two, he's never had a tournament where he's lost consecutive strokes off the tee since. Let's take a look. Let's really deep dive this. He has not lost two straight weeks off the tee since the 2019 PGA Championship into the Charles Schwab. 2019. We know John Rahm is going to bounce back off the tee because that is what he does best. So, therefore, two cases against Rory McIlroy. I think Scotty's a better play. I think Rahm is a better play. But if I have to pick one, it's going to be Scotty Scheffler. I just think he checks more boxes. I think he is better ball striker. Yeah, it's the the putter. The putter is a real issue. It truthfully is. But we got to make a choice in this range. I'm going to go with Scotty Scheffler. And the reason I like Scotty Scheffler, and I'm not too worried about the putter, is because this isn't a golf tournament. You have to gain eight strokes putting. You don't have to make a ton of birdie putts. Scotty can just tee to green and two putt this this tournament to death and, and win. So when when four to five, like just look, we saw at the Memorial, Scotty Scheffler had one of the worst putting performances of the season, and he lost by one stroke. Because you didn't have to drain 20 birdie putts. I think minus seven was in that playoff. So we're going to see less than that this week. This is going to be the hardest test they're seeing possibly all season. And we've been gearing up for it all year. So in this range, Scotty Scheffler is the play. So for now, I guess we can enter him in the lineup. Although I don't know if I want to build with Scotty Scheffler. Let's let's take a look down at this next tier. We'll go from Cantlay to Spieth if there is a play in this range. So Patrick Cantlay, he has... I'm, I'm going to take Scotty out. I'm just going to go range by range, and then we'll build at the end. So Patrick Cantlay obviously has won this event the last two years. Although he won this event the last two years, it was at two different golf courses. Last year was at Wilmington, and then two years ago was at Kays Valley. And I will never... I'll never live that down. I'll, n- I'll never like recover from that Caves Valley experience. Patrick Cantlay, two years ago at the BMW Championship, had the single best putting performance in PGA Tour history. And I'm not even like exaggerating. Statistically, numerically, Patrick Cant- no one's ever putt better than Patrick Cantlay did two years ago at the BMW Championship. We had a community Bryson DeChambeau ticket, 35 to 1. Everyone had it. I remember that. And after six playoff holes, Patrick Cantlay outlasted our Prince Bryson Shambo, who is right above my shoulder right there. I miss him. I really do miss him. But I digress. We will get back to the golfer that I think is the best play in this range. So we have Cantlay, obviously, Hovland, Shoffley, and Jordan Spieth. I'm surprised Jordan Spieth is 10K. Um, he obviously had a great tournament last year, but there's some names below him that I think are better plays than him. So I'll cut to the chase. I think the guy in this range is Victor Hovland. Now, Victor Hovland has one start at the at this BMW Championship at Olympia Fields. That was in, obviously, 2020. That was his first start at the BMW Championship. I think it was his second year on tour. He finished T40, uh, lost about a stroke ball striking, and that's okay. I don't, I don't warrant that finish against Victor Hovland. He was very young, and he has became, in his life, a much better ball striker, a much better golfer and we're, we're back on a grass that victor hovland prefers he is crushing the ball he's ranked sixth on tour in total driving he checks every box within the approach bucket ranges 
and he's written the ship around the green. Victor Hovland from the PGA Championship at Oak Hill to now has looked like a different player around around the greens, and the numbers shown that. He's gained two, three strokes around the greens multiple times since then, and he hasn't really done that in his career at as high of a rate as he's doing now. So Victor Hovland at 10-3, I think you can start your lineups with him. I think he's a great a great buy. He has he has played so well in the biggest of events year in, year out. I mean, I guess for two years now. So Victor Hovland, he's going to win a big event soon. I, obviously, he won the Memorial. That was his first win on in the continental United States. And we all know Victor Hovland is going to win a major probably in the next two, three years. Uh, would anybody would anybody be surprised if he checks off a FedEx Cup playoff event at a golf course this difficult? No, Victor Hovland. I might bet him this week, but either way, I think he's a great opening lineup. If you want to fade that uh, that big three, if you want to call it the big three, you want to fade the big three. I think Victor Hovland's a great buy at ten point three k. So, Scotty Scheffler is my my guy from up here, and I'll kind of just go range by range and give you a guy rather than, and then we'll build at the end. So. I'm I'm out on Xander. The ball striking numbers aren't that great versus Victor Hovland, who's checking many more boxes and just objectively playing better golf. All right, so we'll go down a little bit. We will go Colin Morikawa down to Terrell Hatton, maybe give you one or two names in this range. So I'll pull up my screen. Colin Morikawa in nine point eight k. We are not getting a diff, a discount on Morikawa, and even though the and the results have not been there, uh, he finished second in Detroit, and that was his best finish all season basically yeah literally all season uh 13th last week at tpc southwind where he was he didn't really check light up any stat category he gained about two strokes off the tee half a stroke with his irons which is not the recipe for colin morikawa chipped well and put okay very weird kind of stat profile from colin morikawa but their approach play has been really good he's gained four and four five strokes a bunch of times since his I guess, miscut at the Wells Fargo Championship. He's been really good with his irons, and that's what the Colin Morikawa we need. So the recipe for success for Colin Morikawa is drive the ball straight. Colin Morikawa ranks second on tour in driving accuracy, and these are some of the narrowest fairways that we're going to see all season long. So Colin Morikawa has a very distinct path to success. A lot of guys are going to be missing fairways this week. Colin Morikawa cannot miss fairways this week. I don't know how many guys are going to want to play him at 9.8, but I think he is a good play. And I'm going to revert down to Tommy Fleetwood because I think he is just as good as a play in a very different stratosphere of type of golf. So Tommy Fleetwood is a grinder. Tommy Fleetwood is a guy who will play for solid rounds. Tommy Fleetwood's a guy who will shoot 70, 70, 70, 70 and just finish T3. That's exactly what you want. That's exactly what you want. He's a grinder. He does awesome in difficult conditions. I think he is a great play, and I'm going to have to kind of decipher between Colin Morikawa and Tommy Fleetwood, uh, truthfully. And I guess ownership will do that. But the narrative around Tommy Fleetwood probably isn't great. Uh, may, it depends what you're looking at it from. If you're looking at it in a DFS form, Tommy Fleetwood had another great finish. He finished third, but he kind of gagged it away in the end. He chokes on Sundays every single week. He has trouble winning. So as an outright better, you might not want to go back to Tommy Fleetwood, but as a DFS player, maybe Tommy Fleetwood's a great play. We know how well he's done in the difficult of difficult conditions. Shinnecock, you name it. Tommy Fleetwood is a grinder. All right, let's go down a little bit. See if I like any... I mean, I talked about those two guys from the top of this range. So from Homa down to 
Terrell Hatton, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to make a click because I like some of these other guys better. If I had to just give a name for shits, I mean, you can't go wrong with Hatton at 9K. I know he's kind of been a little bit lackluster the last, what, few weeks? Uh, let's look at Hatton for a second. So he finished 43rd at Southwind, but he's never had good results there. 20th at the Open Championship, where he probably should have missed the cut. And then before that, 6th, 27th, 3rd, he was just on that mega run. But I, the stat profile is fine. He gained a stroke and a half off the tee, gained half a stroke on approach. He lost two strokes around the green, and that's very un, uh, not like Terrell Hatton. Uh, Terrell Hatton is really good around the green. He ranks 69th in around the green, 13th in scrambling. So that's going to be important that, this week. And Terrell Hatton has wins in very difficult conditions in Europe and in America. Obviously, has won at Bay Hill at, I think, four under, which was the winning score that John Rahm won out. So... I think Terrell Hatton nine K is a really good, really good play at that price point. Uh, so I'm I don't want to touch that that middle range of the nine K. If I'm gonna have to go with a guy, it's either uh, pick one from the Fleetwood Murakawa. They both have recipes for success, very different recipes for success, but they're there, like I explained. And if you want to go to the bottom, I think uh, Hatton is the play. I haven't been playing Glover, so I'm not gonna hop on now. But cheers to you if you have. All right, we will go down the board a little bit but first i want to talk about game time uh have you ever needed last minute tickets to a concert to a game to anything game time is the place to do it now you don't want to use game time if you're booking a trip six months in advance if you're on the road with your girlfriend with your boys you're like let's go to a game tonight check out go over to that game time app and use code sgpn you will get twenty dollars off immediately no questions asked. And I did that uh, for, I guess, not at a last minute thing. But tomorrow I'm going to a Marlins game. I used the game time code SGPN. Got me $20 off. And SGPN pays me a lot of money. They give me $5,000 a week. But it's always good to have another uh, $20 because who doesn't want $20? So game time is a great uh, app, a great use of last minute tickets. I... Used it in the past, but I am happy to have an ad read with Game Time and to have a code to share with you guys. So, twenty dollars off Game Time concerts, comedy shows, games. I love concerts. I used it also two months ago for a Paramore show. Fucking sick, fucking sick. So yeah, Game Time SGPN strongly, strongly, strongly recommend. We will move down a little bit and go to the. 8K range, and I will pull up my screen in just a second. Bang. 8K range. Corey Connors down to Matt Fitz. And I tweeted out earlier, Matt Fitz played college golf at Northwestern. It wasn't for very long because he quit to go pro, but he played college golf at Northwestern. So let's do a little bit of a deep dive on Matt Fitzpatrick and see where the state of his game is right now. Because it's not exactly the best, but let's take a look. So... The thing that's 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 bad about Matt Fitzpatrick is he has lost strokes off the tee in one, two, four out of five, and the only time he gained was zero point one strokes in a miscut. Last time he gained a significant amount of strokes off the tee was at the RBC Canadian and at the Memorial. Matt Fitzpatrick has got to be gaining strokes on approach. I mean, off the tee for him to succeed. He also lost a nine point two nine strokes ball striking. That could have been the worst of his career. Let me look. 
So Matt Fitz, the second worst ball striking event of his career, he lost a 9.29 strokes ball striking. That's not great. That's really not great to see. But let's see if Matt Fitz has some decent bounce back in him. So I said he lost worst ball, second worst ball striking performance of his career. And he he doesn't really like he he doesn't always bounce back from bad performances. He struggles and he's a very sticky player. So I don't know. He's not going to be owned. No one's going to play this Matt Fitz at nine at eight K because the ball striking is just so bad. They're going to go to guys like Ryan Harmon, who's been playing well, Russell Henley, who's just a top ten machine. Uh, I don't really love the top of this eight K range either. Besides Corey Connors, but DraftKings is kind of sharp with that pricing on Corey Connors. So let's talk about Corey Connors a little bit. This golf course makes a lot of sense for the dude. Fairway green two putt coming off of a T6 at Southwind where he gained two strokes off the tee and he lost strokes on approach for the second straight week. Let's see the last time Corey Connors, the last time Corey Connors lost strokes off the tee, I mean on approach in two straight weeks was at the 2022 renaissance club and st andrews that was in that was across the pond and then he bounced back after that gaining five at sedgefield so he he has that bounce back in him for sure last time they went to olympia fields he gained six strokes ball striking lost eight strokes putting but Corey connors has been putting so much better he's gained three strokes putting last week field average the, the week before and two the week before i love Corey connors this week now that i'm talking about it we know how good of an iron player he is. I think Corey Connors is a great play at eight nine. Now we're gonna have to. I'm talking about the guys I like in these ranges. Then we're gonna have we're gonna have to build a little bit from there. So Corey Connors at eight nine. I don't love Wyndham Clark. I think he's gonna be a bit wayward. Tom Kim has just been uh, he's been modeling out well and checking boxes makes sense. Totally out on Jason Day. He didn't play well last week, and I tried to warn you guys because I bet him at the Open, finished T two. But that was super, super, super lucky. He chipped in from 30 yards like three times that week when he could have just as well bogeyed and not been nearly as close to the top of the leaderboard. So out on Jason Day, love Corey Connors. Cam Young, like, what are we gonna do? This Cam Young is not a serious golfer. Like he's truthfully not. But he's got what two more starts to make your case for the Ryder Cup. You want to go that narrative, go that narrative. So Russell Henley, I think, is a great buy. Corey Connors, great buy. We will move down to this 7K range. What do we want to make of Justin Rose? Now, let, let me let me look at Justin Rose round-by-round round stats last week because we know he set a course record last well, was that, was that last week at the uh, at the um, TPC Southwind. Let's look at uh, Justin Rose's round-by-round round stats. So, round one, Justin Rose lost 7.4 strokes to the field. Round two, he gained 1.6. Round three, he gained 7.7 strokes to field. And round four, he gained 0.6. So what a turnaround from Jay Rose. He was out of it. He almost dead last after day one. And then on Saturday, set that course record. Kind of was all with the putter. He gained four strokes putting in one round, which is truthfully nuts. And he finished 220. So what do you want to make of that stat line for, for Justin Rose? I don't think it's too convincing, but he kind of cap, he leads this range off. Cam Davis, three straight top tens playing great golf. He, the driver is his key, and you're going to have to drive it well this week. Um, anyone else? Ben on long and straight. I think he can, makes a lot of sense. 
He struggles on the putting greens, but you don't really have to light it up on the putting greens this week. And on is a guy who can hit, hit, drive the ball super long, fairway green, two putt, get out of here. Ben on is like a lock, I think, for T18. I truthfully love that, like Ben on, which is a great buy at what? What's his price? Seven five. Let's look up Ben on real quick because he has made a just an epic resurgence, an epic, epic, epic resurgence. Did he play here before? He played here and he finished T12 in 2020. Wow, Ben on, I love. Ben on lost five strokes on approach last week. The week before he gained five. The week before that he lost four. And the week before that he gained three. So he's gone gain, lost gain, lost gain. We're in route for a gain. I love his driving. Damn. And he, he's decent. He's really good with his middle irons. Ben, hit a t- wow. ben on at 7.5, I think is a great buy. We're liking, we're liking some guys this week. We're liking some guys. So out on J-Rose, Cam Davis is going to be a bit chalky. Ben on, I think, is a great play. Let's talk about Keegan Bradley. I just think it's a blatant misprice at 7.1K. Because Keegan Bradley, Ryder Cup hopeful, He's won twice this year. Twice this year. He's won more times than Rory. Uh, he ranks first on approach from 125 to 150. You're going to get some range buckets there. He's good with the driver. He's won a BMW championship, although it was at, was that, at Adirondack? 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 I forget. I think it was that. I forget where he won. It was Adirondack, but I can't say it. I think it was at also. I think it was at like 20 under, too. So. Not really a great comp, but Keegan Bradley playing okay golf. It was bad last week. He chipped bad, finished T43, but he was kind of had a good first two rounds. I just like, he's not playing the best golf, but he won like seven weeks ago and 7.1 K for Keegan Bradley just seems a bit absurd. So I think that is a great buy seven one Keegan Bradley. Let's go down to the 6K range slash 5K range and give our final thoughts, and then we'll build a lineup together. So Brennan Todd finished third, I think, last time they had a golf tournament here. Let me tell you exactly where he finished and tell you how he did it. So last time they had a golf tournament here, Brennan Todd finished eighth, sorry. But he lost strokes off the tee. He lost strokes on approach. He gained seven strokes putting. Not really the recipe for success. Although he's hitting his irons okay. He hasn't lost strokes with his irons since Detroit. And he's obviously putting really good. That's what he always does. He has the Colin Moore Cower profile. He needs to hit every single fairway. If he's missing these fairways, he's absolutely boned. So wait till we hear the narrative of the golfers this week. And I'm going to talk about it on Wednesday. If it's super, super, super firm, then no one's going to be hitting fairways and you're going to want to go with the bombers. But if we're hearing, okay, it's a little soft, then these plotters can have a very big chance for success. Not very big, but they have a definitely a better chance for success. But if it's giga firm, mega firm, no one will be hitting fairways. So I would say wait on bets, even wait on DFS lineups. If the golfers are saying this is super firm, go with the driving distance, go with the guys who hit it further. If it's super soft, not super soft, if it's saying that's not as firm as they thought, then these Colin Morikawa's, Brendan Tides, accurate hitters have a better chance for success so we don't get to see that winged foot effect where no one's hitting fairways and the longer players will do well. So I'm not really sure I love Adam, I mean, Brendan Todd this week. So we'll go down. I think I really like Chris Kirk at 6K flat. Now, Chris Kirk was sixth in the entire field in ball striking last week. 
in a field of the top 70 golfers in the, in the PGA tour, Chris Kirk finished four, uh, sixth ball striking. He ended up finishing in the golf tournament, I think T 16, but don't let Chris Kirk get hot when he lights up, he lights up. And we, if you follow golf in like your life, you know that Chris Kirk is a, he's a microwave when he starts heating up, he kind of goes for a little bit. So Chris Kirk gaining 3.7 strokes on approach. He's lost strokes putting, but I'm down. Like I'm down with Chris Kirk at 6K. He's never played here before, but Chris Kirk is a ball striker, and that's what you need. He's not a good putter, but at 6K flat, you don't. You're not going to check every box, and I think Chris Kirk, especially since he's heating up, is a good play. Adams Fenson is heating up also, but Adams Fenson is a geogra- geographical golfer. He does well on those southeastern Bermuda grass golf courses. I'm not sure how that really translates to the golf course, a golf course like this, when you're going to have to be super long off the tee and hit your long irons close. Uh, Adam Scott does well at Sungjae courses, short Bermuda positional uh, kind of wedge, wedge mid iron fest. So he's been playing good, but I don't know if I love it. Now let's take a look at Lee Hodges. Lee Hodges is what? Six one. And he played, what, where did Lee Hodges finish last week? Let's take a look. Lee Hodges ended up finishing 31st, which is, I guess, okay after winning the 3M Open a few weeks ago. Lee Hodges lost six strokes around the green, but he is such a bad chipper. Holy shit. He ranks 150th on tour and around the green play. I don't love it. You're going to need a a decent around the green game at a golf course like this. So, yeah, I don't love the Lee Hodges thing. Eric Cole, he is a liability off the tee, but he just seems to find a way. And... He's going to be the rookie of the year. Cheers to Eric Cole, Palm Beach County native. I always root for the guy. So I think I don't have to get too deep into this range. I'm going to build a lineup in a second. So Chris Kirk is the guy and I like down here. Let me just take a glance at the 5K range. No, I really don't like it. No one's really playing. I mean, Kirk Kitayama winning the API in difficult conditions. And he's the second lowest price golfer here. I have to take a look because... Yeah, this is crazy. He won in the most hardest course we've seen at API, and he he's not he's not playing good though. He's just really not. He finished fifty second last week, sixtieth the week before. He lost three and a half strokes off the tee last week, but he's generally a really good driver. And he's gained the five weeks before that off the tee, but he's kind of hemorrhaging strokes on the putting greens around the green. Look, I don't hate it for a guy who. It has shown he can perform in the biggest of events. He 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 does well at courses that the biggest guys play well in. He won at Bay Hill. He finished second at Congaree behind Rory. Okay, two driver-heavy golf courses. Second at the Genesis Scottish Open last year, Rory won. I mean, second at Vidanta Vallarta, Rom won. So, Kurt on driver-heavy golf courses makes sense. At 5.6K, and it's not like he can't put four rounds together. I don't mind that either. So let's get to it. It's been 30 minutes. Let's do a quick build. But before we do this quick build, I need to talk to you about Patreon. Patreon, SGPN. Sign up for the Patreon to get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 prize. Besides season-long contests, they also have weekly contests just for the Patreons a monthly SGP stories podcast. It's like behind the scenes stuff at SGPN. Uh, see what the guys are doing. Super fun, super stupid. Like you'll, you'll have a good laugh at it. Also, you get a 
private Discord just for SGPN users. Uh, answer your questions. Talk to the big guys in the industry. Uh, quicker than tweeting them. Quicker than having like even sending an email. Everyone who's been in this has had success and has enjoyed it. Uh, it's only you can prevent corporate gambling. Do your part and sign up today. Sportsgambling.com slash Patreon. That is sportsgambling.com slash Patreon. Let's build a damn lineup. And who are we going to start with? So I think we're going to figure the top because no, uh, let's see what we got. If we start with Scotty Scheffler, that's who I like and go down. I do like Chris Kirk better than I do like Kurt. So those are two boxes and another guy. Let's see. I think this is a blatant misprice seven one. And what do we got left? We have 8.4 to build with. I think that is a decent way to start. What did I say before? I said Ben on, I think is a lock for T 18 or better. He finished T 12 and his only other, only other trip here and he's playing better as as good as golf as he's played in his last in his career. Seven five down. Okay, now we have eight nine to work with. Let's rock. Let's go up. I wanted to do the fits thing, but his the form is not good. Now let's make a decision up here. I talked about these two guys. These two guys, Colin Morikawa or Tommy Fleetwood. Listen, here's what we're gonna do. If it comes out that it's not as firm as possible, Fleetwood's the buy. No, more cow is the buy if it's a little softer. If it's firmer, Fleetwood. So based off the top of my head, I'm going to say it's going to be firm. Let's go with Fleet. We've eight one to work with. What do we got? Okay, so who is our, our guys on here? We like Cam Davis. Think he's going to be a little shocky. Um, we don't really love any of these guys, to be honest. Truthfully, to be honest. So who, who, who do we like down here? What happened? Wow. Wow. If I take Kurt, put Kurt in there, take out Chris Kirk, we have eight five. See if we can do something better. Henley's not a bad play. Hmm. I think I like that better. Henley's been a walking top ten. Let's do that. So we have Scotty, Henley, Keegan, Ben on, Tommy Fleets. And Kirk K, we have three hundred dollars on the table. I think I like Chris Kirk better than Kirk K, but that's where we're working at. Tom Kim, yes or no? I haven't been playing much Tom Kim this year, but he's just—he's truthfully just getting it done. I don't hate it. He's been modeling out for me well. I'm gonna—I haven't been riding the wave, and I'm not gonna jump on now. This is probably the toughest golf course Tom Kim has played in his entire career. Like no joke. So is he in for a rude awakening, rude awakening, or is he going to impress us yet again? I'll take the back seat. I'll let him impress me. I'm going to, I'm going to be out on Tom Kim. So that's the lineup. Any questions, you know where to find me. Um, yeah, I'll be back soon with outright at with cam and a bunch more content tomorrow and, th and Wednesday. Uh, enjoy, enjoy the night. Enjoy the week. Good luck. I'll see you guys soon.